in order to deal with a problem, you have to really look at what your underlying feelings are. In other words, what is it bringing up for you? And that's what has to be spoken about with each other. This week on The Hitch Podcast, a wife writes in because her husband has an unsavory job assignment coming up and it makes her feel uncomfortable. Dr. Karen Sherman has lots of advice. Stay tuned. Great news. Our Napa wine deal has been continued. We will give you a free $48 bottle of Cab or Pinot just for subscribing to one of our clubs in the month of July 2013. Remember, the Hitch Wine Club is the only club created just for couples. We have wines for every price range, starting with our Puppy Love Wine Club, and you'll always get an amazing price. You get a free subscription to Touring and Tasting Magazine, information on the winery and wine you're about to drink, plus we provide exclusive date ideas so you and your spouse have interesting ways to connect over each month's shipment. The Hitched Wine Club also makes a great gift. Visit hitchedmag.com and click the Wine Club link to take advantage of this fantastic deal. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of hitchedmag.com, and I am joined with the original Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi Karen. Hey Steve, how are you? I'm doing great. Um, so we have actually uh, talked about jobs and career and balancing um, jobs and, and marriage in the past. Um, but this one takes a slightly different angle to that. Um, and a, a reader uh, wrote in and asked the question about her husband's job. And she said that her husband uh, has a job that's asking him to travel to a place and be in a situation um, that's basically going to put him in an unsavory environment. Um, she is completely against him going uh, and being in that environment, uh, but she doesn't want him to lose his job, but also not really sure what she can do. Um, and she says, uh, quote, I can't live with him going there. Uh, this sounds like a pretty tough situation um, because I know there's a lot of jobs out there that are dangerous or may uh, put people in situations like this wife uh, just doesn't make her feel comfortable. Um, so like what should be the first step in this? Um, if the wife says no and he goes anyway, I mean, is that it for their marriage? Oh, Steve, I got a whole bunch of questions. Okay, <laughs> let's do it. Before we even get there. I mean, you know, first of all, is this a job that he had before they got married? You know, did did she know what he does? Mm. Uh, you know, do we have any clue as to what this job is? Does she give us any indication of that? Okay, so she did include a little bit of information. Um, so she did say that the job environment will be with people doing drugs and um naked uh and he'll be surrounded by naked people so maybe i watched too much crime drama or something but to me it sounds like he's like a detective going undercover in like a strip club or something i don't know but right. that's that's a pretty much all the information about the job that we have hmm. well i think probably your guess sounds reasonable 
Um, so, you know, my first thought is if this is, you know, what he was doing when they first met, it was quite possible that this was going to be part of his assignment. Um, and, you know, this should have been talked about prior. Um, I don't know if he really has a choice where he's assigned. Um, this is a tough one. Um, you know, being a cop, being a detective is dangerous. There are lots of jobs that are dangerous. Um, and this is the kind of thing that they should have discussed beforehand. And if it was something that she really felt she couldn't live with, she really needed to consider whether um, this was, you know, something she wanted to get involved with. But, okay, here they are married now. So, yeah. you know, what's the situation now? Um well, I want to say the other thing I think that's a little bit unique about this situation is she doesn't she doesn't explicitly say anything about um, her fearing for his life or his safety. It's mm -hmm. it's the environment that he's going to be around that she's not really comfortable with of the naked uh, women and uh, the drug use that's going to be going on around him. Which you know, obviously, I would I would think where there's like some sort of rampant drug use, there's also some inherent danger. But um, it seems like the 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 negative influence, or I don't know, maybe maybe the temptation of the the women and the drugs, or I don't I don't know what the fear is, but it doesn't sound like a safety thing first and foremost to me. Yeah, I think that's a good pickup on your part, Steve, because that occurred to me as well. So I think that she has to first look at what her what her concerns are and that's what has to be discussed between the two of them um you know the idea of i can't live with it is a very very strong statement and i think whether it be this issue for couples or any issue you don't ever want to go to your partner and make a very strong threatening statement like that where you push yourself into a corner mm. because you know, then if your partner comes back and says, well, this is it, where, where do you go from there? You yeah. know, you, you don't ever want to threaten your partner because it's an empty threat if you don't follow through on it. And then, you know, where do you, you can in the future then say, well, I really can't live with this. And this is something that really is, you know, a deal breaker for me. I think that, you know, you have to look at what are your concerns? Is it safety? Is it a fear that this is going to be tempting to him or whatever else? You know, because based on where the concerns are, that is then going to lead to how you then deal with what the issues are. Mm. So, and, I mean, for him too, if he's just basically here and I don't want you doing that, that doesn't really give him any options. Um, but if you're, if you're saying to him, um, I don't like you uh, being around naked women, for example. Um, again, we're making some assumptions here. Uh, maybe it's something that he can go back to his superiors and just say, you know, can I be in the truck or can I be, you know, work this part of it or something that kind of right. separates him from that environment. Right. The other part that we don't know is what's the history? Why is she concerned? Is she concerned about this based on her background? Or is she concerned because there's some background between the two of them mm -hmm. that is causing her to be upset? You know, it's so difficult for us, Steve, every time we get one of these letters because we don't have the full story and we've got to make a whole bunch of different guesses. The point is that I think with any couple, 
in order to deal with a problem, you have to really look at what your underlying feelings are. In other words, what is it bringing up for you? And that's what has to be spoken about with each other um, without accusing the other person, but talking about what it means to you emotionally. So it's not fair to say, okay, I feel you're doing so and so. That's a cheat. Yeah. You know, you say, you know, for instance, um, I feel uncomfortable when you go to this environment because I'm afraid that, you know, you're going to get hurt. I feel uncomfortable when you're in this environment because, you know, in the past, I've had this experience in my childhood. I feel afraid when you go to this environment because in our past, such and such has happened and I'm nervous that it's going to happen again. But you talk about your feelings. Mm -hmm. So again, it's, it's one of these things that we keep repeating that, and you don't go to them and tell them what they're doing. You go and, and tell them uh, about them and put it in on them. You're talking about how it's affecting you, That's which right. allows them to hear your concerns as opposed to just going into some defensive mode. That's correct. And, you know, and, and I think we've discussed this also. Most people are willing to help. So if you say, I need your help, I'm having trouble with this, and, you know, maybe we can work this out together, um, people are going to be much more likely, the husband is going to be much more likely to listen as opposed to her saying, I can't live with this. You know, yeah. This so it's real. I mean, it really comes down to, in terms of like a first stage is how she addresses the issue and her concerns. So rather than I can't live with this, you can't do that or we're through instead saying, um, I need help. Um, can you, whatever, but starting with that, I need help automatically. He's going to pounce into that. Oh, what can I do for you? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I think it is human nature that when we're told not to do something, we just automatically are going to do it just to sort of exert. <laughs> yeah. And you know, if for no other reason, just like, well, you can't tell me what to do, I'm going to do it. Um, you know, so again, depending on the particulars, you know, it may be that they can, you know, change it or it might be short term or maybe he'll call her regularly from the position or, you know, give her reassurances. I mean, there's any number of things that might come out of the discussion, but the most important thing is to be able to have a discussion. Mm hmm. Now, you mentioned uh, at the beginning of this about how if this was a job or a career that he had or was going to have um, prior to their marriage, that, like this was kind of what she signed up for. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> does the difficulty of the job weigh into this decision? So if it's, you know, if this is something, you know, let's use continue on this detective uh, theme here. If it is something like becoming a detective, which uh, is like a career job that takes quite a while to achieve, um, it's it's not something that you can just fill in an application and boom, you got it. Does does that weigh into this? Um, like how much leniency the wife should be giving um, outside of the you know she knew he was a cop before, but not you know she was okay with the bullets flying by his head, but you know sitting undercover and a strip club all day is something that she wasn't expecting. And, you know, now, now this is where she kind of draws her line. Well, yes and no. I mean, 
I think that unfortunately, whether it be this or a lot of other things in a relationship, we we tend not to think things through. And that's where a lot of our problems are in relationships. And I think that um, it would not be unrealistic to think that somebody who's a cop could eventually one day become a detective. And even bullets flying past your head is, is dangerous. Um, and so, you know, it, it, it could have been thought of beforehand. On the other hand, um, her needs count also. It's not like her needs don't count. And I don't think it's unreasonable to say, you know, initially um, when we got together, I never anticipated that these would be the kinds of things that would happen. And at this point, um, this makes me uncomfortable. Um, you know, how can we work around it? So I, I think there's a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I remember that when my husband and I first got together, um, he was being, his, his dad was in local politics and he was being groomed for that position. And w- though this is stereotypical, um, when I was looking at his mom and what I knew about politics was that the woman was supposed to just look really good all the time and keep her mouth shut. Uh-huh. And yeah, you're laughing. That, <laughs> that ain't me. Yeah. And I told him right up front, if that's the kind of woman that you need, then you need to know that that's not me. Um, and, and I can't sign up for that. Um, as it turned out, you know, politics wasn't all that important to him. But we had that discussion because that was just I knew that that was not going to be something I could live with. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I feel there's um there's this uh, thing today where I feel it's different than it was before. You know, 50, 60 years ago, people got a job and that was their job until they started collecting their Social Security checks. And now, statistically, um, people have many more jobs in their lifetime than they've ever had before, um, at least in the you know modern sense of things. Um, and particularly with the economic collapses that we've had, uh, people have people are doing these major career shifts, um, and then I, you know, you have these things where even even if you're not getting laid off, um, thing companies are cutting back and then doubling up the workload and giving you less for doing more work with less time and all that other stuff, and that has people rethinking career paths. Um, if that's kind of the stage that someone's at, um, where they are now thinking of, well, I've always kind of wanted to do something like this. You know, maybe this person was a, was like working at a marketing agency and just, you know, got pushed too far or fed up with not being appreciated or whatnot. And now they've decided, you know what, I've always wanted to be a cop. I think I want to do that. And, and, uh, they decide, you know, they're still fairly young. They're, you know, um, have, have some gas in the tank still. So they're going to go and do this. Um, is that, is that a situation? And I know this is slightly off topic, but is that a situation where the wife or the husband, uh, and, and that situation can say, well, you know what? Um, I am okay with, uh, you know, you ditching this marketing job, but being a cop, uh, I don't know. That's not what I signed up for. Can you, can, 
can... I, Steve, you came up with a very good question. I think realistically, you couldn't be a cop later in life because, you know, the, the physical part of the um, requirements of the job. But I think you're bringing up a very good point, which is that we live longer these days. Um, lots of people have second careers and everything. And to my point of, well, you knew this before you were getting married, this is what you signed up for, might not hold. So I think you're bringing up a very good point. And I think that, um, again, when you're going to do a major life shift, that it would be appropriate for the couple to be talking about that um, and what it means to the couple before one of them just goes ahead and does it without really looking at what significance that has to the spouse and to the other. Now, again, I'm going to talk about my husband and I. Um, at one point in our marriage, uh, he had an opportunity to be an investor slash absolute participant in a restaurant business. Mm -hmm. And I realized, and the person who asked him to invest realized that it was really anti-family, you know, as far as the amount of time it took. Um, and I was not happy about it, but I also knew that if he didn't have that opportunity, he would feel like he had missed out his entire life. So we talked about it and I voiced my concerns, but I said, go ahead, do it, because I know if you don't have this opportunity, you're going to regret it. As it turned out, it was not a good thing. Um, it was very difficult on our marriage and on our children, and he did get out of it. Um you know, so you have to weigh a whole bunch of different factors. Um, but again, you know, I think your point is right. There might be a major shift that you didn't know about initially. And, um, you know, you have to look at what that's going to mean for your relationship and for your uh, family. And I think you brought up a good point there because you uh, put your family, your relationship first in the conversation, uh, which I think a lot of people don't do. They think about um, their career happiness first and foremost and not thinking of how that can spin off to destroy the rest of their lives by pursuing um, a per, uh, an interest. And I – you know, everything – I, I just think things get go a lot smoother in marriage if you first thought is, well, what is this going to do to the marriage? And it seems that that, you know, because once you've established that and you have that conversation, and that's the other part to what you were talking about, um, once you've had that conversation, when things start to go off course, you can come back to that original conversation. And like, remember when we talked about this and I said that I was uncomfortable because um, – it was going to be uh, unfriendly to the family and, you know, tear us apart in these ways or whatnot. And here it is. Mm -hmm. uh, I, you know, I feel like that is one of the big keys to what you described there. Yeah. Yeah. So um, anyway, you know, look, I, how many times can I repeat, although it's, it seems like we always have to repeat that open dialogue um, is really a major key for couples uh, getting along well, but that that dialogue has to be where you're really opening up about what you're feeling. Um, I wish we had more information about this particular, um, you know, incident so that we could really be uh, more direct. Um, I, don't, I don't know, you know, um, but I, I think just generally if she could, again, address 
you know, what it is about the situation that makes her uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, first by, you know, touching in with herself, um, as to, you know, what her feelings are, what her concerns are, and then bringing it to him that that's, what's going to, um, help them along the most. Yeah. Last question here. Um, so they have, they have this, uh, their marriage. Um, he has his career. Um, and we're going to, just to make an assumption that it is uh, one of these lifelong type careers. Um, I mean, is this, and we talked before about, um, you know, marriage friendly therapist always fighting for the marriage. Is this one of those topics that's um, if she can't go along with his career choice and um, that, that this is something that they would, you know, you don't want him to be miserable for the rest of his life because she has prevented him from doing, pursuing his life's passion or something. Um, like, like how how heavy should this weigh? Hmm. I'm trying to envision a couple coming into me, mm-hmm. and if they've really, really talked it through, and they have attempted to. Um, try to allay where her concerns are and nothing is working. Um, and she says, I absolutely can't live with this. And he says, I absolutely cannot give this up. Then I guess I'd have to say, okay, then, you know, you're each making your choices though. I have to tell you, Steve, that I have a hard time imagining that if the couple really spoke about from their hearts what their feelings are and worked on trying to really meet each other's needs, you know, with, with true compassion and love um, and really caring about each other that it would get to that point. But it did. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're, they're saying, you know, that, that this is that his career to him, um, was taking precedence over uh, the relationship. So yeah, you know, you can't make every relationship work. Yeah. And I was just thinking as well that even, even the most, um, uh, even, even some of the best careers don't last that long in the grand scheme of things. Uh, You know, marriage can be uh, 50, 60, you know, and who knows with modern medicine, uh, longer than that, much longer than that endeavor, whereas most careers are going to be done in 30, maybe 40 years. Um, And that's if you start really early and take it all the way to retirement. So, you know, I think that's another thing to kind of take into consideration is the, the big picture. And I know a lot of people get in situations where the job is, you know, a couple years, like we have to, we have to buckle down and deal with this for just, you know, four years, you know, is it really worth throwing away our marriage of potentially, you know, 60 plus years for this four year span kind of a thing. Right. Right. But you see, really there's a, there's a larger underlying issue here. I mean, if the individual, again, and we're doing a lot of hypotheticals, sure, but yeah says, no, this career and what I'm getting from it means more to me than what I'm getting from the marriage and from you, then there's really a whole bunch of other things going on. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
And so that's why I'm saying that I guess then the marriage would have to end. But again, and- I can't imagine that if you're really understanding each other, loving each other, hearing each other, working to try to make things, you know, a compromise, not a compromise, but um, realizing that the relationship is the most important thing um, and valuing it. I can't imagine that the marriage is going to end. Yeah. And and you brought up a point at the very beginning that I just want to bring back to, uh, which is like, why does the wife feel this way? Did he, so for example, if being in an environment of drugs or something, um, maybe he had some sort of like substance abuse issue early on in his life. And if that's the reason, you know, this job isn't going to make those concerns go away to deciding what he does or doesn't do with it. Cause she's always going to have those concerns and those will continue to need to be addressed. Um, which is a completely different topic. So, <laughs> um, well, is there anything else to add? Or I think we did the best we could with the information we had on this one this week. I did. Let's ask our our uh, listeners that if they're going to send questions in, if they can be a little bit more specific. Yes, yes. Please do that. Uh, you can always email at feedback at hitchedmag.com. Um, you can send a send us a message on Twitter. You can send us a message on Facebook, Google Plus. Um, we actually allow for the private messaging on Facebook. So uh, if if you have something you don't want to just post on our wall, which is completely understandable, uh, go go ahead and know that that is an option. Um, and if you, I don't know, I've, I've been thinking about maybe opening up like a, a a voicemail line that people can just call in and leave messages or something. So. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'm thinking about that. Maybe we'll do that in the future. But if you, if you think we should definitely do that, let us know that too. So, um, yeah, no, this great advice as always, Karen. So thank you so much for your time. Always a pleasure, Steve. You know, the other thing, the other thought I had, Steve, as oh, we're talking, cause yeah. we do, you know, just so off the top of our heads, Sure. by us not having specifics, maybe what it does is it allows us to really stretch our brains and help a whole bunch of people where the specifics would be just addressing that one person. Yeah. Yeah. This way we think about all the different possibilities and maybe that way we tap a lot of different people. So we'll do it it both ways. Yeah. So, uh, send in, send in your questions. We were, we're not afraid of, um, tackling tougher topics or lighter topics so uh, everything's on the table Um, but before we go I want to remind you you have been listening to Dr. Karen Sherman who is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for over 25 years Uh, she is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice Transform Your Life Uh, Karen has also co-authored Marriage Magic Find It, Keep It and Make It Last you can get more information at her website drkarensherman.com but recently uh, Karen has been working on a new program it is called From Fight to Foreplay Uh, that is all spelled out and you can get more information at her website from fighttoforeplay.com um just go there there's a great intro video that kind of explains uh what you're getting uh you sign up and get a free video um and then um karen what what, what's the uh after they get the free video what can what else can they expect 
After that, they get a couple more free products to help them with their relationships. And then um, if they choose to, there's a very in-depth audio program on really learning how to um, manage conflicts, um, repair conflicts, uh, and regulate emotions, all of which at the end of the day is going to bring them more joy, more fun, more connection, and have a relationship that really uh, makes them more connected and happy. So I don't know what you're doing still listening to this. You should already be logging on to from fighttoforeplay.com. Um, and uh, until next time, you'll, you will have a whole bunch of new stuff, uh, tool, tools in your arsenal to uh, deal with these issues. So thank you so much for your time, Karen. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Steve. See you next time. Okay, take care, everybody. The world